Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe, you might learn something new. Let's take five seconds to pour it out for the great Shane McGowan. Here's your five seconds of silence for Smarticle. Okay, Brandon, this one's tough. Shane McGowan, poet, musician of dereliction, who became a mythic figure, has passed away. We get this from Alex Paditris in The Guardian, but once again, there was obits about all over the place. Yeah, all over. It, it, Shane McGowan was one of those kind of people that if you didn't know who he was, you probably were like, huh? Who? But he was a musician's musician. I mean, people... Loved Shane McGowan. He had, he was a character of all characters. Funny because one of my really close friends out west is a musician, an artist, and he sent me. Uh, I got humble a. Brack. I don't know how that's humble brag because just saying what he is. Yeah, we'll go on. He go on. sent me a text when he saw he got the news that Shane McGowan had died, and he just sent me R.I.P. Shane, and I knew exactly who he was talking about. Mm. I loved the Pogues, and I loved Shane McGowan. I mean. You 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 asked me before when I was like, did you were you a Shane McGowan guy? I'm like, you know, I would put Shane McGowan in the lexicon of the top five of my all time favorite musicians. Wow! And the reason for me, oh. and it's probably different for everybody, is number one, you know, my favorite band of all time is the Clash. The only band that ever mattered. They, you know, there's this sort of weird mythology around punk rock. I would say that the Clash would not say they were punk rock. I don't think Shane McGowan would say he was punk rock, although he was part of the punk rock world and circle. There's a great classic picture of him at a, I think it was a, a Sex Pistols show where he was like, he and his girlfriend at the time, who was also in a punk rock band, it was like 75, 76, somewhere in there, were biting each other and they blood all over. It was like classic punk rock. Shane McGowan was, for me, he was an Irish immigrant. His parents were from Ireland. He was raised in England. And he came of age during a time in English history where punk rock was, you know, it was like disaffected youth, all those things that I came of age in the early eighties. And I was from this small hick town, but the, the music of the clash and people like the Pogues were so unique to me and so different than anything that was playing on the radio at the time that it blew me away. I come from a pretty ethnically Irish family, Irish and Italian. So I remember, always remember the Irish music was a big part of our family. We'd always hear my mom loved it. So when I first heard the Pogues, I was like, Oh my God, it's like, like Irish folk music, but set to punk rock. And I mean, if you look at the, the instruments they had in the band, it was like accordion and fiddle. And yeah, so that for me was the original draw. But what really made Shane McGowan so amazing was the fact that he was an incredible lyricist. His lyrics yeah. are amazing. He has a song called Young Ned of the Hill about the invasion of Ireland by the British. <laughs> you know, Oliver Cromwell, a curse upon you, Oliver Cromwell. I hope you're rotting down in hell. Uh, you know, he he just had this way of making music come alive. His most famous song, Fairy Tale of New York, which a lot of people have probably didn't even know it was Shane McGowan, but it's a very famous yeah. song. Played at Christmas every yeah. year. Yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depends on how you look at it, Shane was the classic tortured artist. Yeah. He was a raging alcoholic drug addict. He lost all his teeth. I mean, the teeth literally fell out of his head. But then they, they did this famous documentary in 2016 where they put him back in. Yeah, but he lost his teeth in the 90s. I mean, it yes. was like the dude, yeah. I mean, when you see the pictures from early on, 
you know, in the, in the eighties, his teeth are just rotting out. And he just, everybody said they weren't surprised that Jane died. They were all surprised he'd lived as long as he did. Yeah. He lived to be 65 years old. I had a couple of people that went and saw the Pogues and over the years, over the last 20 years, they literally just tied him to a chair. Yeah. Because he was so drunk and couldn't stand. Well, he had broken his pelvis and he couldn't no longer walk. So he was in a wheelchair. When you look at the pictures of him at the end, it's almost like he's opaque. He's like a ghost. He looks so unhealthy. And, you know, I don't know. I've read a number of things about him. You think, okay, what was your childhood like? He was from a middle-class yeah. family. Well, wasn't like he came from yeah. poverty. No, he wasn't molested from what no. we know. He, yeah, he came from middle class. And I just wonder if he wasn't a product of the times. Maybe his parents weren't involved. So I don't know what happened. I think about my own kid or, you know, a friend's kids. I'm like, wow, would they be disaffected like that and start? I mean, this dude was legit punk rock. But he transcended that. I and mean, he got fired from his own band. I love that. And, and by the way, the name of his band, Pogue Mahone, meant kiss my ass. Yeah. I mean, it's like the dude was legit. He, his uncle, I mean, if you read the story, his uncle started bringing him beer when he was five. Yeah. When he was five, he drank two Guinness a day. So clearly there was some issues around alcohol and alcoholism in his family. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean. Who brings a five-year-old beer? Messed up people, right? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, hey, I don't judge people, Brandon. I don't judge people. <laughs> okay. But the, the thing about this story is that, you know, he was so beloved and he was so amazing. But it is who he is. Like Kurt Cobain, right? Killed himself. The genius of Nirvana. Like you don't have Kurt Cobain without the drug use. You right. don't have Shane McGowan, his genius, without all of the messiness. Yeah, there's. I've I've referenced this several times. Uh, this this book called "Please Kill Me" by this guy by named Lakes McNeil is about punk. It's called the history of punk rock in America, and he has a famous quote in there. That he says like, when all the musicians like Iggy Pop and others got clean, when they stopped using heroin and drugs and whatever, yeah, he said it was Jeez. good. He was happy for them. They got healthy, but he said it ruined the music, and it really did. Yeah. You know, when you look at, you know, the tw- the 27 year curse, have you, have you, are you familiar with this? All the people that died at 27 years old? No. I mean, it is crazy wow. how many Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, Graham Parsons. Jeez. I mean, it's, there's like 25 of them. They all wow. die at 27 years old. And they, people have done Jeez. all these, written all these things like, why is 27 the thing? Well, what they all shared in common was they were all addicts. Every single one yeah. of them. I mean, uh, Jimi Hendrix died at 27 years old. I mean, uh, what's his name from The Doors? 27 years old. Uh, you know, they, but they were all raging drug addicts and alcoholics. And perhaps that's kind of the chronological magic number for people that are abusers, that, that that's probably as far as their bodies can take them. You know, but every one of them that died at that age were incredible artists. I mean, yeah, you know, a lot of people that are younger than us wouldn't really truly appreciate. I mean, you could sort of appreciate Jimi Hendrix. Jeez, but uh, but but the dude was a genius. Kurt Cobain, in his own way, genius. was a genius. I mean, you look at all these different people that died that young. So when Shane McGowan lives to be sixty-five years old, I'm shocked he wasn't one of the twenty-seven because you know he was yeah. doing what he was doing forever. Dude, he was drunk. Almost every day for sixty yeah. years. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, insane. We go to rehab and get sober and, for a little bit, but you know, I've uh, I, I we've been in fraternities. I've done some hard drinking in my life. Yeah, yeah I've really I've never got into drugs and all that stuff. Right. But like 
I've had I've had a week of like a, someone's bachelor party or whatever binging. of like hard binging. hard binging drink, and it is like at the end it is so miserable that you just can't like I'm like I can't smell beer I can't be imagine doing hard drugs and drinking for sixty years. I guess I would ask the question then: What is it about these people that have them push past like? Oh. You know, we're both, we're both miserable. We're it's both hell. In, I think it would be hell. Yeah. I'm in the Elks Lodge. You're in the Elks Lodge. And I see Elks people Lodge. in there that I'm like a raging alcoholic. So I'm like, wow. Every single time I go to the Elks Lodge, they're in there in their same seat drinking all day long. And I'm like, oh. wow. And I always, I've kind of brought that up. I'm like, hey, this doesn't seem real supportive of, you know, but I suppose it'd be like if you were in a bar, when you work in a bar. What are you a narc? You're the Elks <laughs> narc? <laughs> but I hell. think that. That's the problem is that if you, if you, if that's the only way, in a sense, what you're doing is you're self-medicating, right? Yeah, of course. Shane McGowan was clearly self-medicating. Yes. Kurt Cobain was self-medicating because their, their demons were too much. I, I'm just saying like, I have woken up, as you know, in my own vomit oh, yeah. yes. a couple days in a row. Yeah. And like, yourself. by the third day, you just can't like, you're just like, I don't want, you know. Uh, you not- haven't needed to self-medicate. So for you, yeah. the poison of alcohol was like, okay. There's a reason, you know, I always say that the the best thing that ever happened to alcohol was that it gave you a bad hangover. Yeah. Because that is a great oh my God. impact. Like, I, there, there are plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking again for a month. Yes. And, you know, I think that's part of it. But I think when you get to the level of a Shane McGowan or a true alcoholic, Just your body through. needs it so much more that, like, without it, it's worse than the hangover. I know. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's it's the classic, the Johnny Cash song. I woke up this morning, right? That Sunday morning coming down. So I had one more for dessert. I drank my first beer and then I had one more for dessert. I mean, like, if you're that kind of person that needs to drink like that, that's just who you are. But back to Shane McGowan, I can honestly say that I was sad to hear he died. I wasn't surprised, but I was sad. If people out there have not listened to his music, Go get on Spotify and down. If if nothing else, listen to <laughs> "If I Fall from Grace from God." One of the greatest. It's my top five albums of all time. It's amazing. Who in their right mind does not know Shane McGowan and it has made it through ten minutes of this podcast talking about this guy? Well, I mean, I don't think there's anybody. There's a line in that song that I'll leave us with. It says, "If I fall from grace from God, where no doctor can relieve me." Right? I mean, he just he was so. In, in every way, spiritual, emotional, mental, check them out. They're amazing. No, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. that Bruce Springsteen called him the master. Yeah. Bono called him the master. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it, the, the number of artists that have come out now, John, Tom Waits, who are truly great artists, who said how much they he impacted them. So it's like, you know, I'm sure most people that are listening have never heard the Pogues or the Spoken yeah. Popes or anything else he's done. Do yourself a favor and go listen to Fairy Tale of New York. And if I fall from grace from God, it, it is truly transcendent music. This at this point this is where you fade in some pogues, Brandon, as we leave. <laughs> I will. And we tell people, hey, you liked what you heard today. Subscribe to the Smarticle Podcast. Leave a comment. It really would help us out. If you like the pogues, you're gonna love Brandon and me. It's called Smarticle Podcast. We won't die at 27, we promise. Well, I shall fall for grace of God.